Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, April 12th, day 221. It's the first epistle of Peter. Today we're going to finish it up, chapter 5. Peter was one of the Lord's 12 disciples, sent out as an apostle. In the, in the Bible, Peter also goes by the last name Cephas and is also known as Simon, and Jesus Christ called him Barjona, son of the dove. First, please consider your part in the many-membered body of Christ. Participate in glorifying, magnifying, and broadcasting God's saving word. My part is creating this Bible teaching media. Your call to action consists of supporting post-media solutions by way of your time or money contributions. God's word being taught cover to cover, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, requires advertising and a functioning website suitable for search and social. Please help out with that website. It's all yours if you can do anything with it. Whatever God-given talent you have, God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. God's blessings will abound on you and yours. Give it up for God at CompanionChapel.com. Visa, MasterCard, PayPal, or e-transfer to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com. Your gift of as little as $10 a month or $0.30 a day enables me to bring you a Bible teaching podcast a day every day. You are encouraged to send your biblical questions or prayer requests to email address CompanionChapel at gmail.com or come by for a Bible study to number 33. Side row 28 slash 29 Paisley, Ontario, Canada. And the phone number here is 509-706-8876. Now please turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Peter chapter 5. And it reads, verse 1, The elders which are among you, I exhort. I'm trying to get your attention. Listen up. Who I'm also an elder, Peter says, and a witness of the sufferings of Christ. He was there, man. And also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He glories God. He glories the cross. He glories the Lord Jesus Christ. Glories what Jesus Christ did on that cross. Our Lord Jesus Christ did not compromise with evil on that cross. And when he died in the flesh, when the blood spilt, he made that kingdom legit, bona fide, and it will not accommodate evil because Jesus Christ will not accommodate evil. Uh, to feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre or but of a ready mind. It's feed the flock God's word. God's word is freedom. It's a saving word. It frees you from the ways and things of the world. The press, the flood of the ways and things of the world. And don't teach for filthy lucre, for money. Don't be sitting there putting a, putting a, you know, big uh, telethons on and just begging for money. Be a sound mind. Be solid, preacher guy, and don't and do it willingly. Like don't do something grudgingly. If it's not in you, then take a seat. Let someone else go up there. Verse three. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but as being as examples to the flock. Yeah, just because you're up there with a the backwards collar, a big dress, and you have the biggest steeple in town. That doesn't make you a big shot, man. You're a servant. You serve us. You teach us. You feed the flock. God's word. In the last chapter, it was the oracles of God. That's God's words, man. Not your words. Not your sermons. You teach it chapter by chapter, verse by verse. Be of a ready mind. Be solid. Be stable. Be an example to, your, to the people. that They hang off every word when you're teaching. But most of you guys are preaching and using the Bible as a book of quotes, and that's just so sad, just not feeding the flock. Three, neither as being Lord, okay, four, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. That's an eternal crown. It will be a priestly kingdom. We're all going to minister to each other. 
in the millennium and in the eternity. Revelation chapter 2.10 talks about this crown. And it's just the greatest thing. Now, the crown is your reward. If you follow the conditions, he will give you a crown of life. If you follow the conditions which he set out for you. There has to be rules. There has to be a natural order of things. There has to, it's, it's not anarchy. There's a hierarchy. And there's a natural order of things. It's our Father. He sent out his righteous right arm, the salvation ministry. Okay? You get a crown of glory. Now, don't let somebody be slap that crown off your head. Because you're going to give in to the ways and things of the world and make excuses for it, make concessions for it. Just watch it. That's an eternal crown. You don't want to land your butt in hell. Nobody that is a true Christian wants to see anybody land or anybody's butt land in hell. We pray for everybody. You guys let go of the ways and things that are creating all the evil in the world that comes from the human heart. Five, likewise, you younger. Okay, you young guys and girls, submit yourself unto the elder. That means like show respect, man. Show respect for your elders. Now I'm getting old, 53. Okay, but always show respect. How do you learn? It's not by running your mouth on what you think. It's not all about you. And that's the problem with the ministers and preachers today. They preach on human merit, on human tradition, on human experience. They come up with these sermons. I'm telling you, they sound great. They look holy. And you're, but you're misleading the people because God's word is not about human merit. And that's what happens when you don't teach chapter by chapter, verse by verse. And the younger people want to submit to you. They would rather hear the truth because they know these sugar-coated messages that you're sending them home with always end in a sugar crash. They, never, they have no substance to them. Hey, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Think about his gift. His gifts are important. Resist the proud. Who's, what's a proud person? Someone with self-pride that thinks they know better. You have your religion, Michael. I have mine. I got it all worked out. I got little pieces from hearsay off the internet. I went to church. I had a girl say to me, I pray for this girl, believe me. I went to Catholic school, and then I went to Catholic church. And then she started carrying on how ridiculous the whole thing about Noah's flood is, in her opinion. Like, that's because her preacher did not teach her that Noah's flood was a localized flood. That the word world in there is figure of speech, sindoshe in the Hebrew. It means a part for a whole or a whole for a part. It was the whole world of the Nephilim and Raphium. That's a huge lesson. A major lesson that you have to know. But no, you know, I, I went to church too. Yeah, Noah's floating around a boat. The whole planet was flooded. No, it wasn't. There's enough water for that, man. Even a, even a rookie scientist would say, dude, where, where would all the water be? No, it was a localized flood. And it's recorded in eight separate uh, history accounts from different places outside the Bible. Okay, resist the proud. Like, don't be so proud. Don't be so into yourself. Like, humble yourself in all humility and admit to Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, I don't know nothing. And he'll be your teacher, your master, your rabbi, your wonderful counselor. Six, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. He's not going to exalt you if you're trying to blaze your own trail. Hey, you want to blaze your own trail? Go for it. Watch it. Watch the little disappointments start to creep in on you. 
some frustration. So you having a good time, right? That good times, you got all worked out. You're a keyboard tough guy sitting there on Facebook. You got all oh, and, and Facebook's algorithms got other keyboard tough guys that think the same as you. And, yeah, look at this. We're so smart. No, you have to humble yourself. You don't know nothing. You want to get exalted in due time? Well, you're not going to get able to exalt yourself. Verse 7, casting all your anxieties upon him, for he careth for you. Let, let the Lord know, hey, I'm having anxiety about this. I'm having anxiety about this. And humble, in all humility. And God gives grace to the humble. He resists the proud. I'm having anxiety, God. Take it away right now, please. Thank you very much. I'm waiting. He's not your personal butler. He's not a genie in the bottle. God knows how much affliction you need to humble for the eternity to get that chip off your shoulder. And with that chip on your shoulder, thinking you can blaze your own trail, you'll never get a working knowledge of the Bible because you go in there with doubts and you are questioning God's word. Not You have to ask questions about God's word, but you have to earn your spot to ask a question. If you go into a university course, you know, first couple of days, say you go for a month, you know, you're still looking through the book. Wow, it's pretty big books that this university uh, professor gave us. And then you just start cracking off like, okay, I heard what the other kids did, the other students uh, from last semester. And you got all this hearsay and then you got it all figured out. And then, you you know, you see a documentary on something and you got it all figured out. Like, yeah, yeah, I know. I saw it on TV and so-and-so said something. That's hearsay. You know, you get nothing. You have to you have to have a working knowledge of the Bible. And that starts at the pulpit. Feed the flock, man. Give it to us. You know what? When I was a little kid in, in church, if they would have taught me the first first two verses in the Bible, which they didn't, they mistaught it to me. And millions of other people around the world. The first two verses in the Bible are so critical. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Okay? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. It doesn't say when. It was billions of years ago, but we we're led to believe in the church as well. I mean, oh, Michael, don't question. Don't question because uh, that was, uh, you know, it says in the Bible 6,000 years ago. So I'm going through school and, uh, yeah, well, I'm a Christian. Uh, the Bible says the earth was 6,000 years old. It's Breshba Elohim et Hashema Beth Haretz. Okay? In the beginning, created in beauty, order, the jewel of the universe, self-sustaining planet. God created heavens and the earth. doesn't say when. So, for some reason, I was told 6,000 years ago, and I'm going to school, we go to some museum on a school trip, and there's a dinosaur there. The guy says, this is 350 million years old. I'm like, okay... Somebody is lying to me, and it wasn't the scientist in the museum. Verse 2 of the Bible, because God created the heavens and the earth, and bara in the Hebrew means in beauty and order. He created it. He handcrafted it. It's a jewel of the universe, self-sustaining, spectacular order and beauty. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Preacher guy, can you look up one word? It doesn't make sense, okay? And the earth was. Read it in the Hebrew. One word. They couldn't do that for me in nine years. Instead of was, it's became. 
Hayah in the Hebrew can only mean became. And the earth became without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. Why? There was a great overthrow. A great overthrow happened. Why didn't you just teach us that? I, don't, I just, it just, it's mind-boggling. I pray for everybody. I don't understand it. Like as a little kid, I was just like, wait a minute. Then I got up into Isaiah and it says, that God did not create the, the earth void and without form. The same words. It was not created void and without form. It was created in beauty, spectacular, jewel of the universe. I mean, well, that doesn't make any sense either. Now, someone's lying to me three times. And as a little kid, you know, what happens? Well, you're, you're on the wrong track right away. And then you, have, then you come up with stuff like your own. I have my religion. I'm proud because I've been lied to three times, so I'm going to have to piece something together here. In the first two verses, let alone the whole Bible, so just watch that. All your anxieties will go away when you have a working, working knowledge of the Bible. Your anxieties stop at biblical literacy. Okay, verse 8. Be sober. That means be sensible. Be vigilant. Like, know what's going on. Be aware of Satan's uh, flattery. He's the prince of the air right now. And the air means all-encompassing of life. Don't let those demons, devils, evil spirits play a snare drum in your head and get you going. Put vices on you. Make you think you're all that in a bag of chips. That you deserve more. Entitlement. You humble yourself like it's written here. Grace to the humble. Okay, be vigilant of what's going on around you. And, and be kind to people, okay? Don't, don't go, oh, I learned a chapter in the Bible today. Now I'm going to go blow someone out of the water with it. Yeah, it says right here. You know, no. You be kind, you be gentle. Because your adversary, the devil... Who never takes a day off. Book of Job, we know he's walking to and fro the earth, just tripping around. As a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Spiritually speaking. He's, he's not going to run after you in a, in a pair of red underwear with a pitchfork. And, uh, you know, because that's ridiculous. If that was the case, then, you know, he'd be in jail. Hey, you want to come at me with a pitchfork? I, I'm calling the cops. No, he is spiritually speaking, devouring. He's ambushing you with the flood of lies as it's written throughout the Bible. We just taught that in the book of Ezekiel or Isaiah. And in the in the in the um the seals and the trumps and the vials of Revelation chapter six, going to the seals, trumps, and the vials. It talks about this flood of lies. Always remember, the seals reveal the details of the source of the tribulation of Satan. Trumps reveal the details of the action, actions of Satan's rise to Antichrist. And vials reveal the results. Okay, there you have it. And it talks about Satan, what he's doing. Christ tells us, he tells us all things. Do not be deceived. Warning number one. Wars and rumors of wars, troubles, conflicts right from your kitchen table all around the world. It's never been more of an unpeaceable planet ever. There's more people walking around. There's more refugees than ever. More displaced people than ever. There's more countries armed to the teeth than ever. And don't kid yourself. Places like China and Russia, uh, nuclear disarmament doesn't mean nothing to them. Don't kid yourself. Wars and rumors of wars. What did Christ say next? Famine. 
Hey, the economy. He says, he says in the book of Revelation, hey, one-third of the economy is going to tank, you guys. This is a sign. This is a sign. One-third. Hey, what happened? It just happened. COVID-19. What's the next thing? Eh, pandemic. He says, calls it pestilence. It's the same word, pandemic. Worldwide pandemic, one-third of the economy. Wars, rumors of wars, deception. Come on, man. Like, seriously, it's right there. Teach us this, Pastor Guy. This is exciting stuff. Like, we're wrapping up the affairs of time on this flesh age. Great. Want to get back into our spiritual bodies. That's just the greatest thing. Like, when you look at the affairs of time, infinity back to infinity ahead, look at this little blip of time right now. People put such a huge importance on the ways and things of the world. That they may devour you like a roaring lion walking about money, politics, global media. Come on. Satan is a roaring lion, roaring right in your face, and people just let it happen. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brothers that are in the world. Listen, man, God knows how much affliction you need to humble for the eternity, and there's nothing that's burdening you that isn't burdening somebody else. So stop the sniveling, and the whining. Pull up your pantaloons and have a great day. 10. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, stablish, strengthen, settle you. I would like to talk with the translators because they use the weirdest words. Okay, let's go to perfect. This means make you perfect. This means set yourself in order. God of all grace, who hath called us. He called us, as it's written in the book of Revelation. He's knocking. He's not knocking at your front door while you're just not answering. He's knocking at your conscience, man. Everybody knows that Jesus Christ is the truth. The truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. People know that, but they just don't care. They try to look the other way. Ah, you know what? It doesn't affect me. My investment portfolio is somewhere in the third world. I, you know what? As long as I'm getting money, I don't care. I'm just getting a sight unseen. It's that labor, labor exploitation. I'm making money. I'm making gains. Who cares? Right? God of all grace calls you. You know that's wrong. You know that's filthy lucre that you're gaining. That's ill-gotten gains. And, 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 and thousands of other examples besides that. It's just the thing I'm on lately. His eternal glory by Christ that you have suffered a while. Yeah, we suffer. Life is suffering. Show some discipline. Suffer by, suffer by affliction. Affliction by self-discipline. Learning to say no to yourself. Learning to get over yourself. Learning to look at the bigger picture, at the affairs of time. Set yourself in order. Get your strength from the Lord Jesus Christ. Let him settle you. That means get you grounded. These things apply to the here and now, right now. This is for us today, COVID-19. People are losing their minds. You can get grounded with our Lord Jesus Christ. He is your rock. He is your Passover. You pass over the ways and things of the world. He became our Passover. Too bad everyone celebrates Easter, some pagan celebration on the high day of Christianity. Just, just abomination to God. No wonder you have no stability. No wonder you have no strength. No wonder you're unsettled with uncertainties and anxieties. He is your comforter. 
He's your Sabbath. That means you rest in him daily. You don't wait till Sunday at 1030, then boogie it to church and then get out of there by 1130. Just like, whoa, that was a good one. Nice sugar sweet message we just got. Too bad I had no content. And you support that, then you're on the hook for that too. Okay, strengthen yourself in the Lord God in, the, in his perfect precious word. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. That's the ages of ages. Amen. Amen means that is that, yo. Okay, amen. Uh, verse 12. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I've written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein we stand. The church at Babylon elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus, my son. Greet you one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's just a little end part of the letter that got tagged on here. Um, kiss. When you greet each other with a kiss, that was the custom of the times. Yeah. Don't kiss me. Okay. Just, how's it going? Let's study some Bible together. It's great to see you. Yeah. I'm pretty lonely out here. Uh, anyone wants to come by, it's a ginormous property. You can uh, bring a trailer out. You can help with this church here, help build it. We need bricks here. I'm a bricklayer. That's about the only thing I can do. Uh, the roof needs to be done. The, the whole house is on an angle. Yeah, it's an abandoned house. It was freezing cold here all winter. It was absolutely brutal. But I did a podcast a day for, for everybody, and I hope you're enjoying them. My name is Mike. This is the Companion Chapel. Get a hold of me at thecompanionchapel at gmail.com. Anything you can do for this church, it's your church as much as it is my church. It belongs to our Lord Jesus Christ. And listen, I want to thank you very much for listening. Have yourself a great day, and bye for now.